all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. You can follow us on all your favorite social meds at... At All Bad Things Pod, Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitch. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Email us at allbadthingspod at gmail.com. It's a little out of order, but... That's okay. <laughs> but do all of those things. Yes. So what are we doing tonight? Listener script, of course. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we did original research last week, ergo. <laughs> yes. And I have not done research in a little bit mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. I do have a, not fun, obviously, an, an interesting <laughs> okay. topic in mind. I, okay. I think I want to get started on that this week. Mm-hmm. Whether that, uh, pan, or whether not. that pans out, you will know I by, guess, by the next so. episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a note, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, Princess Diana died August 31st, 1997. Was it, was it the 31st? Mm, I think really? so. Um, which would be 25 years ago, like this coming Wednesday. That's crazy. And that is a disaster. I've thought many times of doing it. I have nothing to say. I mean, I just don't know what I would say. It's that been has done not by, been said a trillion billion times. It has been done by every news outlet, every type of media, types of media that don't exist yet, but they've already done it in the future. <laughs> yeah, that's, that I story has already happened. I rem- recommend listening to the series about her on um, You're Wrong About. The um, They did a good job of There was like that. a, what, like a 90-minute or a two-hour Netflix documentary that I thought was actually pretty interesting. About like, her actual death. Yes, okay. and the way it impacted, you know, the mm-hmm. oh, it was well, huge the, the world really, but uh-huh. especially in the UK. So uh, it was global. Yeah. impact. L- yeah, quite literally. Yeah. And having She's to. She's I know. <laughs> She's younger. Crazy. A year younger than I am now. Uh, yeah, I was twenty when that happened. Yeah. And I, I do remember 12. it because <laughs> I remember it too. Uh, yeah, I can't. That it was the first apartment I ever had on my own. And of course, it happened on like a Friday or Saturday night because yeah, I was out was partying. Night. It was mm-hmm. Saturday, okay, because mm-hmm. I was out partying I and that. I came up church the next morning is where I heard about. I, it. I remember coming home like maybe around like you know, one o'clock, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, throwing a hot pocket in the microwave, <laughs> you know, turning on the TV, and like everything was. Was that your after party snack? I mean, sometimes, day? yeah. A hot pocket. I mean, I couldn't. I mean, I was first time on my own. I couldn't afford beef jerky back then. <laughs> No Tostino's. Uh, oh, pizza! Oh yeah. Rolls. Oh yeah. It was maybe like a that was a delicacy. <laughs> it was a treat. And Campbell's chunky soup, I imagine. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Stouffer's. Is that what you get those little no completes meals or whatever? Not back then. No, yeah. it would have been like a hungry man back then. <laughs> okay. Something like that. I remember kids' cuisine. Yeah, maybe some of those too. Uh, like, <laughs> you know. As a twenty-year-old. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Still hate SpaghettiOs. Those so. were like fun treats when I was a kid. We would get because my mom cooked. We didn't do like prepared foods, so yeah. that was always That's... when we got Lunchables I'm... for lunch. That was special. And... Yeah, I'm I'm making it sound like my mother didn't. She did, mm-hmm. but when I became an adult, 
Like I took well, on. Well, no, we're talking about the, when you're an adult. Yes, I took on the food habits that I had when I was eight. Yes. And you've never, you've never grown out of it. Uh, yeah, I have. It, you know, it's been a while since I ate spaghettios. You said you don't like them. <laughs> well, I don't know. I said, did I say that? Yeah, I, mean, I didn't mean did. to. I mean, I think I meant to say I, I don't know if I don't like them. I haven't had them. Oh, in a while. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Probably not though. I, I yeah. Yeah. Some spaghettios that you gotta get them with the franks, although they're not bad with the meatballs. <sighs> but the sliced franks is the way to go. <laughs> Vegan nightmare. <laughs> So, um, mm-hmm. while I was out preparing for this episode. <laughs> you mean having your smoke beforehand? Right. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, I was watching uh, Crystal Kyle and Friends, which is Kyle okay. Kalinske and Crystal Ball's show. They're, they're together. They're a couple, right? Yep, they are a couple. And now they're, uh, they're on, they have a show they have together. Like, they have, like, they each have their own show, and then okay. they have two different shows together. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, they, they put out a lot of media. Anyway. Jeez. But they were talking about uh, the uh, the IR. What just passed the, the reduction Inflation Reduction Act. Thank you, the IRA mm-hmm. Inflation mm-hmm. Reduction Act. Mm-hmm. And, and they brought it up, and then I googled it and looked uh-huh. at it. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, they did. So about, I think it was the next day or a couple days after after Roe v. Wade got overturned. Uh-huh. They also took away the EPA's rights to. Regulate? Regulate certain industries and stuff <laughs> great, like that. And they great. and I guess they wrote in their opinion, you know, because you never made it law, this okay. and that. So apparently they slipped it in because the EPA is allowed to investigate pollution. So and they, the Inflation Reduction Act. Yes. So, yes, so yes they, there was climate change. It was sweeping climate change. So they show. defined what these companies were yeah. doing as pollution, and it's been passed as now it's law. So Uh-huh. And, they, and, and the Republicans never noticed. They just slid it in there. As well, like that's a... bullshit because I scanned it and I noticed it. Yeah. There was a huge climate component to no, it. No, I'm saying I don't think anybody noticed like that particular component. In what, if you're, you're a saying. Republican mm-hmm. reviewing you should have. democratic legislation yeah. and you see the word climate, you should look very closely mm-hmm. because that's... Actually, they should... Apparently, they didn't. Know your fucking enemy, people. Like... Read shit. But, what, here, but I'm viewing it as... Oh, I mean, it's a win, but clearly, for... Right. I'm viewing it as, uh-huh. like, I did not expect them to do that, because I, the, to me, the Democratic Party is a bunch of fucking weaklings. Pretty much. That would never attempt to, like, you know, but apparently they did, and it was like, okay. I don't know that they attempted to sneak it in, because yeah. did the... The Republicans don't have veto power or whatever, right? They probably passed I it without any Republican votes. I don't know. But... It, but like, what was the vote? How was it split? Not sure. Well, see, I just think they have a, the Dems have a majority. They could put whatever they want in it. Should be able to. Yeah. Right? So they did. That's yeah. why I'm saying I don't think it was necessarily slipped in and nobody noticed. I think they were just going to vote against it no matter what. So they didn't bother reading it and just voted against it. But it didn't matter. It was probably leaning towards maybe Mansion and Cinema would, would not have been on board. Maybe that's what they were going for. But anyway... You're, you have a completely different take on it than I do. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting it to be fun. Like, not, oh, sorry. Not, and you were just <laughs> like... I'm just ruining it. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. we'll move on. <laughs> so what are you drinking tonight? Mm. <laughs> I am drinking a Blue Moon Light Sky Tropical Wheat. Can I try that? Because I, sure. I, you said it was like what again? It's like a, if it truly were a beer. Okay. 
Yeah, you're kind of right about it's that. It's not my favorite thing ever. Yeah, it's, it's very much on the sweet side. <laughs> well, but it's not as sweet as a truly. Like, I'd That's rather true. it be a sweet truly. like a truly or a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Not both. That's okay. not, not both. And what are you having? Who picked up those beers for you? Thank you. Well, I'm do kidding. I have to I'm, say thank you? I'm <laughs> but I'm, thank you. No, I was, I was kidding. I was teasing. Uh, the pumpkin beers are in season now. I didn't I see pumpkin pie porter. Was going to get one, mm-hmm. but I know some of those have like milk or some, in, and I no, I think I can do the pumpkin pie porter. Okay. I think well, that now one. I know that. Okay. So uh, shout out to Deep River. I yeah, think it was, sponsor yeah. us, <laughs> or just just send us some beer. Like that's, that's all you have to do. You don't have to do much to no. to earn our uh, no. I am having a uh, a fine Michelob Ultra prickly pear. Infusion. Yeah, it's good. Yep. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have now finally been to the Bull City Cider Works in Cary with my friend Aubrey. Shout Very out. Nice. So when you hear this in four weeks, Aubrey, um, she binges. She sure. waits and binges. Yeah. Um, the episodes, yes. So, yeah, it was good. It was a fun place. Just no parking, apparently. Yeah, that's always fun. Downtown Cary. Speaking of which, Lazy Days will be like that this mm-hmm. weekend. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you get to play uh, in both bands for, <laughs> for five, five hours, hours tomorrow. In 90-degree heat. That's that's how Lazy Days goes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. All right. At least we're playing in a row, and I don't have to come back later or come back the next that's day. That's true. You're getting it over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's helpful. I just had, I literally had to write out a list of all the things I need to bring because it's like, okay, I'm going to be gone for like seven hours. What do I need to bring? I'll give you that because uh, I think you can have it. I'll give, I bought that. Uh, so Gatorade had, has its own mm. version of um, like a Pedialyte now. Oh, okay. So yeah, you I can have it if you want. I do need something yeah. like Gatorade or something with electrolytes yeah. because I think that might be why my fingers locked up at the last hot gig. Yeah, you will. Was because of electrolytes imbalance. I'm sure this is fascinating it to is. everyone as we just talk through our day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. Yes. And we love you again tonight because, of course, we are doing a listener script. Yep. We love you even if you didn't give us scripts, but... It, it helps. It, it's nice. Massively. It's a nice perk. Yes. Otherwise, we'd be going back to original scripts that we did, like... 200 episodes ago and hoping nobody would know. Oh, that would be so funny to like look back on some of our super early yeah. scripts. Yeah. Wow. We probably wouldn't remember them. It would be like news. Oh boy. So this is a script by Aces California. Yeah. In fact, this just came in yesterday, I think. Or, uh, oh, did I say is Aces? There. Yes. They, them. They, them. Aces. Aces. Um, I... It, yes, we got it yesterday from Aces. Nice. I believe it was yesterday. So, our first episode of Su- Surviving Survival, I can't remember what number it was, but yeah. it was on, the subject of that episode was on... Clint Malarchuk. Yes, the goaltender who had his throat slit during a yeah, game. Yeah, accidentally. And easily could have died, like, yes. right in front of everybody on the ice. Yes. Yeah. And then had a real struggle of trauma and recovery. Yes. From that, uh huh, and uh, substance abuse problems mm-hmm. as a result of trying to cope with the trauma and everything. Yes. And uh, what the ESPN did like a mini documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched that. The it was short, probably that, twenty-five minutes long, it's something like, a like that. Thirty for thirty short or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he was like a, you know, a different kid out of the gate. Anyway, he mm-hmm. was like severely like goalies, like you said. Well, I mean, but in, even in his sake, it was even extreme for goalies. <laughs> 
Um, like he was very like ADD. Mm. Like he had to have like a strict routine. And, oh boy, do I feel that? Yeah, and his training, like how it was, like was yeah. very regimented. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So having having to get back to that on top of the PTSD was yeah. just it wasn't happening. I feel that especially as someone with ADD, like routine does help, and we can get kind of attached to our routines because we don't. Well, I, my version of ADD, anyway, I do not do well with changes, or uh, I scored very low in flexibility and executive function, we'll put it that way. So that's why you gave me Shocking. like a two-week head warning that you needed to ride somewhere, because yeah. <laughs> you're like, I know you know, like to know it ahead of time. That is perfect. That is the exact right way to do it, and I appreciate that very much. You're welcome. It's also so you'll remind me in case I Oh, I'm not going to remind you. If you (laughs) don't remember, then good luck (laughs) to you. Anyway, having said all that. Especially because it's about football. Yeah, it is. Um, So this is Surviving Survival Volume 2, The Tale of Bert Troutman or Troutman? 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 Yeah, that's that's a good question. Troutman. 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 It's got two ends. <laughs> I know. On the end. It's it's hard to know if it would be Troutman or Troutman. Trout, Troutman. Ah, That's can, what I'm going. Just with. keep going back yes. and forth. Yes. While uh, while while Aces is at home being like <laughs> cringing Arr! and cringing. So the preface. Hello and greetings, David and Rachel. I once again return to the podcast with another fan script, making this my fifth entrance to the oh, podcast. Wow. With far over 250 episodes, I don't expect you to remember them all, so in case you are attempting to name them all... Oh, hold on. They are. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Circus Maximus. Correct. I think that may have been the first one. That's the one, yep. The Dole Air Races. I remember that one. Yep, I do too. Um... Oh, Aces. They were all great. I just can't remember the other three. I'm sorry, I named two. You named two out of four. So the Maxim Gorky. Uh, oh, Maxim Corky, yes, that and, was pretty uh, recent. the Morecambe Bay Cockling Disaster. Oh, that's right. Wasn't that yes. far? Maybe no, six months ago? No, neither of those were all that long ago, mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean, as soon as but, you say them, I'm like, oh, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. The topic in this script, I feel, counts to the podcast in the same vein of Surviving Survival, the Clint Malarchuk story, mm-hmm. and should be a story with more levity than the catastrophes usually covered. Nice. Because we've had some. Couple yeah, of we need a little. Very sad uh, ones. We need yeah, a little we need something every now little, and then. We need something a little fun. Yeah. It also comes as a respite between the research and writing for my own podcast. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, nice. Yes. About that. Which I broke to the world in the Morecambe Bay script. Mm-hmm. If, if you cast your mind back to it. I remember that. To keep you all updated, at the time I am writing the script of the three seasons for Moments Morbid, I am banking before publishing. Wow, that's that's dedication, because yes. like, you're putting yourself well ahead of the game. We Just, did three episodes. We did. <laughs> the script for the first season is fully written out, research near complete on the second, and the third hasn't been touched yet. Mm. But I've collected some sources to get a start on it. As was the intention I made last time I talked about Moments Morbid, there's no deadline set for its mm-hmm. release, but I now have a very soft target of it being published at least by the end of 2024. Nice. Okay, nice. Well, it, it also sounds like it's a very structured, researched, thought out. In other words, all the things that we're not. It is a, uh, <laughs> it's a very long term plan. It is, which is good. Like yes. it's, it's a dedicated production mm-hmm. goal. 
And I th- and um, also I remember in the Morgan Bay, I think it was the Morgan Bay um, script. Aces was talking about how like to not they they were uh, struggling with like putting too much pressure on themselves to like get things done, and was talking about like need to back off and do it on your own time, which is exactly exactly right. Yeah, that's why we do listener scripts. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's us backing off <laughs> and taking advantage of all of you. <laughs> exactly. But I'm happy to hear that there that it's still moving along. Yeah. Getting in the, there's a target in the process, and... maybe a soft target date. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's okay if that target doesn't get yeah. hit or if it's sooner or later or whatever. It's got to be, uh, you know, first quarter of 2025, that works too. Or beyond. It's yeah. just whatever's comfortable. Yeah. And I think it's a that's a great plan to have a bunch like ready to go in the can because then you don't have to worry about keeping up with it we have to keep up with this every week (laughs) we started it and now we can't stop speaking of rigidity (laughs) yes as i probably have told rachel in the email this script was attached to this episode i would like david to read primarily Mm -hmm. because this episode will be heavily based in sports sports specifically in english soccer i i know a little bit i think aces is from the UK. I oh, okay. could be wrong, but I believe so. I mean, I know a little bit. Um, let's see. It's We tried to do that whole Premier League and everything. Well, the Premier League is just about to start again, I believe. I believe they start at, they at start the end of, end of August or early September. Oh, it's oh like, yeah, that's true. It's, the summer's uh, almost over, actually. It's August to, uh, yeah, because it's, it's like August to May. It's basically like Labor Day... Labor Day to Memorial Day for the next year is that's oh, the okay. that's a long, that's a long it's season. like a nine month it's long a school season. year yeah like a school year mm-hmm. Demetrius agrees <laughs> he does that's why it'll be Wait. interesting if we if uh, people can hear them oh I think so he's really damn loud yes <laughs> now I know there is an argument between calling the sport football or soccer mm-hmm. and in my own opinion both both are acceptable as it is down to the culture or individual mm-hmm. countries. What right do we have to police that? Especially, That's a very fair way to put it. Yeah, especially since the argument seems to mainly be between those in the U.S. and the U.K. Mm-hmm. as to which should be the global name of the sport, but this ignores the voices of many other countries worldwide True. that use either of the names, especially South America and Africa. That's, that's a good point. It's it a is, global sport. It is honestly because of this podcast that mm-hmm. I've referred to what I used to call football mm-hmm. as, as American, American football. football because it's different. There's also Canadian football, uh, which are American, football. based on American rules. But, but it's it is their, called it's Canadian their, football, correct? Right? They have their own. They have their own set of rules. And then though. they do they call do they call soccer soccer in Canada? I don't think they. Uh, maybe Canadians, they do. what do you I call actually, soccer? I, think they do. I don't know. Okay. I did. I never played soccer against a Canadian. <laughs> have you ever played soccer? Well, I mean, you yeah. did in the yeah. adult played, league a little bit, but no, I played JV. growing up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm just saying I played them a lot in hockey, just not in soccer. Gotcha. <laughs> I played nothing. Hockey is a universal name. <laughs> I played music. <laughs> well, there you go. It was my team sport. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I refer to it now as American football. Yeah. Well, it's because... good to take a little bit more of a global perspective of things. And most people know what it is now because the, yeah. the league itself has and if it depends done a pretty on... good job of reaching its tentacles 
in yeah. a lot of different places in the world. And it depends on the context, too, because it's very easy to give people enough context clues that they know which sport you're talking about, regardless. Yeah. Like, if you're talking about Tom Brady's a great football player and David Beckham is a great football player, yeah. you, which know, football? <laughs> you know which football it's t- because those are global figures. Yeah. You know? Some people might not know, though. I bet Tom Brady's good at soccer, too, because he's such a fucking horrible person who's good at everything. He got a PPP loan, too. (laughs) Did he? (laughs) Yeah, he did. For what? I'm sure he has businesses. A business venture, sure. That's what happens when you pass legislation too quickly. Talk about somebody somebody who did not need a loan (laughs) whatsoever, but hey. Well, his own personal assets had to be protected, David. I, I mean, his own personal assets of twenty-seven trillion dollars. That's yeah. mostly his wife's money. Anyway. Yeah, his wife does make more. Mm-hmm. She's she's the breadwinner. But uh, for a professional athlete, uh, yeah, he does pretty. He's done. He he's done well. But and we're the same age. Again, like I've done pretty well, almost better than Tom Brady. <laughs> you've done better than Tom Brady because yeah. you're not a douchebag. Well, in that sense, yes. Yes. <laughs> See, even Demetrius is in on it. Yes. See, they don't have Demetrius and Jesse, so th- their life is empty. That is true. Compared to ours. So, back to the script. <laughs> they have children, too, so... As such, since the script is based in the UK, the script will refer to the sport as football for the rest of the episode. Fair enough. It. Yep. Mm-hmm. Main sources used for the script include, but are not limited to, the Manchester City Football Club, The Guardian, Find a Grave, and Wikipedia. This episode will cover the life of a legendary figure in British football who very much had a roller coaster of a life. Hmm. From a youth spent on the... I have a feeling... uh, Well, You you may know who this is? Well, I mean, it's obviously on the person that... Right, Bert Troutman. Yeah, but I, I have a feeling that this is... Anyway. Okay, you think you may know where this is going? Yeah. Okay. I think I've heard of this before. Okay. I have not. Um, so, uh, from a roller coaster life, from a youth spent on the enemy's side of war, to his rehabilitation, what? to the event that almost took his life, and his recovery and legacy after the fact. Is he a, was he a Nazi? This is what I title, Surviving Survival, Volume 2, The Tale of Bert Trotman. So, entering the world... In Bremen, Germany, on 22 uh-huh. October 1923. So, yes. He was, he was, he fought on the Nazi yeah. side. Yeah. He would have been, let's see. Like um, 18. Well, he would have been 15 when the war actually started. Yeah. Because the real war started Hitler in 1938. Uh, yeah. Probably. Okay. Yeah, once you said the wrong side of the war and I realized his last name was Troutman, I was like, oh, wait, he's German, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think I have... Okay. heard of this okay. i don't know any any details per se yes okay. but i've heard well, of it let's hear what happens yes absolutely um uh so entering the world as yes 22 uh, october 22nd 1923 bernard carl trotman would go through his youth experiencing germany during its fall in the weimar period pronounce weimar thank you how is it spelled uh like that W-E-I-M-A-R. Oh, okay. Yes, that's helpful. Yes. I've watched quite a few World War II and World War I documentaries. And hey, we have talked enough about (laughs) needing pronunciation guides. So So, uh, also during this period was the growth of the Nazi Party, 
um, mm -hmm. towards the end of the interwar period. So yeah. basically the whole reason this is happening is because Germany lost World War I. Right. And, mm -hmm. and yes. So uh, this is in uh, parentheses. We will be using the name he is most known by from now uh, this point forward, Bert. Okay. Okay. So by the age of 10, Bert was an athletic young boy with a keen interest in sports, especially football and handball. I know what handball is. <laughs> yes, uh, I do too. <laughs> yeah, he had joined the the Jung Volk program for this young purpose. Folk. Young, young Volk program. Yeah, uh, the Young Volk program being the junior section of Hitler Youth. Oh, the junior <laughs> Hitler Youth Junior. Yes, it's like pre-K you're a, Hitler. You're a junior Hitler Youth. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh my oh, god. Oh dear. The, the sad thing is that this kind of shit's happening in America right now, mm -hmm. and we're not exaggerating. Uh, so he was, he joined to play sports, but consequently, but was consequently being inducted into the ideology of the Nazis. Of course. Of course. That's, a, that's, that's the whole, the whole point. Yes. It's like, oh, he was just going to Sunday school, but he was yeah. also being inducted into believing in God. He was know? a great footballer, but he was also a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't well know. done. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I think your transatlantic accent would go over better. Yeah, I probably would have. <laughs> So at the age of 17, either in 1940 or 1941, Bert would take the leap from follower into soldier, mm. joining the German Air Forces, the Luftwaffe, uh, yeah. as a paratrooper, first being stationed far behind the front lines of the war in occupied Poland, but eventually joining the rest of the Nazi forces in their front against the Soviets. Wow. Mm. Okay, that, that was not fun That's... for the Nazis. Um, well, I wouldn't think so. Well, it wasn't fun for anybody. Yep, I wouldn't but... think so. Especially, like, this is kind of where a lot of people think the Nazis really lost the war is because they tried to take on the Soviet Union and uh, failed and hmm. had much more of a vested interest in that. The Iron Hand pushed back. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, who knows? Lots of things... Well, yes. Lot, uh, many ...led to the outcome of that war. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just one thing. No. As, as some YouTubers would have you believe. Oh, like, it was this thing, like... It, Dude, life is way more nuanced than that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the Soviet front, if you know your World War II history, was disastrous <laughs> itself for the Nazis. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> How many times do the authors of the script go just, like, shut I up and just read I know the next what he's, line? I know what he's going to say. <laughs> yes. He's going to say it, and then I'm going to say it for him. We're like a, a or them. group mind think at this point. Yeah, pretty pretty much. So battling the Soviets on the winter-worn grounds of Ukraine meant an advantage to the Soviets, impassable terrain, and a relentless famine as supply lines ceased up. By the time Bert's unit had withdrawn from the front after three years, the once 1,000-troop regiment had decreased to 300. Ooh, that's 70% death rate? Yeah. But that was not the last of it. But for his actions on the Soviet front, Bert was awarded with five medals, including the Iron Cross. Wow, okay. So is that like the... Purple Heart or something? No, I believe it's like, um, uh, Purple Heart is if you get wounded. I believe it's like the, our version of probably the Medal of Honor. Oh, okay. I believe. Okay. Um, after his time on the Soviet front, Bert and the remains of the other units to survive were sent to the Western Front in France to guard against the invasion of Normandy. <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ. So he went to fucking, <laughs> he went to, uh, the Soviet Union and Normandy. So he went to the worst places at the worst On times. Earth at that time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing either of those things. I'm not doing either of those things now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Well, fortunately for us, World War II is over. No, but I'm just saying going to, to. you know, going to Russia and then going Mm -hmm. right to, you know, I'm like, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that today. (laughs) Any day. Um, So after, uh, let me see. So after his time on the Soviet front, uh, they went went to to the Western Front in France to guard against the invasion of Normandy. On the route to the front, Allied forces bombed the unit oh. at the town of Cleve, and his once 1,000-strong regiment was that was whittled to 300 whittled further to just 90, Ooh, wow. including Bert himself. Wow, so he could have died 91, so many times. 91% of his original regiment Jeez. Gone. After finding himself among just a handful of remaining soldiers of his original troops surviving the disasters of the Soviet front yeah. and the bombing of Cleve, his mind was already beginning to turn away from the indoctrination of the Nazis, uh, and he decided to desert the Luftwaffe. Oh wow! And try to flee home to Bremen. Okay. And I yeah and. She's a defector. To a degree, and here's the other thing too. I th- mm-hmm. I do believe like Bremen was like one of the last places in uh, Nazi Germany to be uh, bombed. Oh, so it's like a little bit of a safe haven. Yeah. I don't know if. That's yeah. going to get mentioned or not, but I'm pretty... Like, Bre- Bremen was towards the end of the okay. war. Okay, like one it of the like, last places to yeah, fall. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So telling of his time in an active role in the Nazi war machine, Bert later in his life was quoted as saying, quote, People say why, but when you are a young boy, war seems like an adventure. Then you're involved in fighting. It's very different. You see all the horrible things that happen, the death, the bodies, the scariness. You can't control yourself. Your whole body is shaking, and you're making a mess in your pants. Oh. You had no mind of your own. You didn't think of the enemy as people at first. Then when you began taking prisoners, you heard them cry for their mother and father. When you met the enemy, he became a real person. Hmm. Unquote. Mm. That's, uh, I'd say that's actually very... Like, I do not... I would not blame him for becoming a junior Hitler you're, youth. Because you're a little kid. You don't know any you, difference. And it's you not just, really your choice to... You, just your mom's putting you in there or whatever. Right, and you have no frame of reference because no. you're still a little kid. No. And then once he saw what it was really like... He was like, um, no, thank you. This is horrible. Yeah. So he was indoctrinated. And he, he wasn't the only one, for No, sure. but he was indoctrinated, but it, it, his indoctrination didn't go past his moral compass. So that's that's yeah. pretty telling, you know. Yeah. You have to be pretty strong to be able to just be like, uh-uh. Apparently that wasn't so uncommon for Nazis. Yeah, I believe that. Um, but they, it's like, what, it's like if we desert, or what, they're just going to kill us. Yeah, yeah. So we'll take guard duty where we don't have to... Right, try to get... Where we're not yeah. actively trying to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... You know. Yeah, that's rough. <sighs> yeah. I... There's a lot of casualties of war and not all of them die. And not oh, all of them... Oh, hell no. The, the trauma... Are the, I mean, quote, good guys only. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, the trauma is real for everybody mm-hmm. who experiences it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So his desertion of the forces would be seen with harsh punishment Okay. if he was caught by the Nazis. So he's like trying to sneak away? But being caught by Allied soldiers could result in a much worse fate for Bert. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, as he was on his route back to Bremen, he was discovered by two Allied soldiers who marched oh. him from his hiding place and out of fear of being executed on the spot by the soldiers, fled. Fled from the scene as much as he could, but jumping over a fence, Bert landed at the feet of a British soldier <laughs> who looked down and, and greeted Bert with a, quote, Hello, Fritz. Fancy a cup of tea? <laughs> Unquote. I love that. And, and, and in parentheses, Hello, Fritz. 
Could there be a response any more British? No. <laughs> Fancy a cup of tea? You're in a daft situation, aren't you, lad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else British to say. It's no, probably I... for the best. We don't need to alienate <laughs> yeah, our British no. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be British just for like a week. Like just be like able full to on. speak a fully yeah, just beautiful like, British accent. You know, if you know, if the multiverse exists, mm-hmm. I want like a copy of me somewhere in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Just speaking with the British accent all day. So, taken by the British and detained now as a prisoner of war, or a POW, Bert was first taken to a POW camp in Austin, Belgium, before being transferred onto the British Isles into a camp in Essex, where he was interrogated. Essex, the only way is Essex. From the interrogation, the British forces identified Bert as a Category C prisoner, a deeply indoctrinated, indoctrinated oh. and active Nazi. From there, he was transferred to another camp, Near Northwich, Cheshire. Uh, Or Cheshire? Cheshire. Cheshire. Believe. Eventually, Bert was downgraded from a Category C prisoner to a Category B prisoner and was transferred a few more times before ending up in the location he would spend the rest of World War II Mm -hmm. in and all the way into 1948. Oh, wow. The POW camp in Ashton in Makerfield, uh, Lancashire. Mm Mm-hmm. Here he settled into the English life, becoming sm- becoming smitten by the country. <laughs> it's people. He was absolutely charmed. And away from the life, the Nazism fed him, fed to him throughout his childhood. He was smitten. He was smitten. Who doesn't fall in love with the warmth of the British people? You know what? I mean, it's it's not the worst. Like if somebody's really fucked up from war, it's not the worst thing to like send him to the country. Just put him in a field somewhere where it looks pretty. In the, in the, the docile, <laughs> you know, bucolic and, British country. And, like, he'll just do shit from there. Like, right. he'll, you know, become a farmer or right. a painter. Like, or... Hey, you need to mow the grass and feed yeah. the cows. Yeah. Or the sheep. There's yeah. many sheep. Like, there, there will still be, like, you know, the ones that don't make it. But it'll be, like, I don't know, like, 80, 80%. Maybe they kept them, too, and had that, like, grading system to see, like, let's give them, like, a chance. Yeah. Watching them after the first and see who deprograms. After the first week, we'll take the uh, shot collar off. <laughs> see what I, I guess I, I am thinking a little too uh, <laughs> ideally. Yes, I, I just I just enjoy that he was smitten. He was smitten. I'm not sure if the word smitten, smitten. has ever been worded it, in our script. Yeah, yeah. I don't think smitten. So. I've certainly never written. Well, it. now we need to work it into every script ever. So we are now on to Bert. And British football. Oh, so here we go. American football, British football. British football. Two different things. British football. British football. While incarcerated in Ashton and Makerfield, Bert would rediscover and fall back into his love of sports, playing regular football matches in the camp's unofficial football team. (laughs) And I'm and I'm sure. Yes, and I'm sure they had like divisions too. (laughs) It's like (laughs) you're relegated. You know they did. Yes. Red card or play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and, and, I, and I honestly think, I do believe, like, this was the, kind of the beginning of, like, Paralympics, too. Like. Huh. Okay. Oh, because there were yeah, people because, who were like, injured. Yeah. And they wanted to participate somehow, yeah. so. Yeah. Thor was a mass disabling event. Yeah. Much like we're in the middle of now. Say the least. <laughs> That's not funny. I don't know why I said, ha hey, hey, but. No. We, we know. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so he was incarcerated all this time for, at, at, well, at least four years. 
a, a little bit longer. Um, mm-hmm. So he's playing in this in, <laughs> incarceration in, league. In the incarceration <laughs> league, yeah. The California Penal League. Right, he, he, yes. He's, he's not in California. <laughs> this but. is, oh, what's that, um, is it Unnecessary Roughness that's about, the movie that's about uh, cons uh, or um, people in jail who play football? Uh, no, that's a that's a different movie. What it movie really is, is that? I can't remember the name of it, but Necessary Rough, Roughness has a much different uh, story. Yes. So it's not about convicts. No. Um, but what was that movie? The Rock did the remake. Yeah, I know, and I can't remember it because I've never oh seen either of them. Oh my goodness. I saw that one in the theater with my dad. Somebody let us know what that movie was. <laughs> Transmit it to us. <laughs> right now. Yes. Uh, so, initially playing in an outfield role, an injury he sustained in a local match with amateur team Haydock Park would result in Burt swapping places with the goalkeeper, oh. a position he would stake as his role from this point onward. Another goalie. Nice, yes. Right? Yeah. <coughs> our, our initial subject on yeah, Surviving Survival was also a goalie, just in a different sport. Our soccer goalie's also a little off? Probably. I think you just need to be to be a goalie. Hmm. People are literally shooting an object at you as hard as they can. Yeah, and you have to be willing to stand there and try to stop it. Yeah, that's true. It takes takes a different mentality. I mean, yeah, and you you get hit in the head. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, every year a couple of goalies, pretty much every goalie, at least once a year, takes one off the dome. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. rem- um, when uh th- the initial information was coming out about chronic traumatic encephalopathy in the NFL oh, and it, football it crossed they, over to so many other absolutely sports absolutely talked about soccer the headers mm-hmm. that they do yeah. yeah oh yeah that's yeah not to mention collisions and yeah. falls you don't want to be on the wrong end of one of those Mm-mm. oh it, i mean they went into hockey players suffer from that uh yeah uh, what is it called again the uh uh Encephalopathy. Chronic that, traumatic encephalopathy. Yeah. I said that. CTE. No, no, no. I was trying to remember yeah, the initials. CTE. Uh-huh. But yeah, there's plenty of hockey players, soccer pl- boxers. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Anyone who, who gets head impact, yeah. I'm, I'm sure half the MMA fighters that come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, thanks. Um, so, Bert had attributed his apparent natural talent in gold due to his training as a paratrooper. Huh. Which made it easier for easier for him to perform acrobatic dives for the ball. Oh. Knowing okay. how to fall to the ground without injury. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. course. You have to learn how to fall. Yeah. And the cultivating of a fearless nature in him. Yeah. Because he's just like... I, I've <clears> been through it all. <laughs> I have literally been through hell on earth. Twice. Like, by age... <laughs> what? 23. 23? Yeah. Uh, somebody's shooting a, a ball, and at this time, mm-hmm. the thing probably weighs like five pounds. The actual soccer ball. And you can't, like, it's not like today where they can put like a hundred mile an hour shot on their foot. It was probably like, right. you might get it like a 50 mile an hour, something like that. And they probably didn't have all the gear. and no. Well, no, they definitely didn't have all the modern like gear. They played cow stuff. fields with like cow pastures with it just like <laughs> painted out. No, yeah. I am kidding. Not by the 1940s. Right. By the 1940s, the shit Although was... Although in the Incarceration League, possibly. They probably had it there, too. They're like, they're like, this is the soccer... Or, this the is the pitch. football field. This is the pitch. It's our field. It's, it's the, the pitch. pitch, boys. Right? Yes, correct. It's just confusing that the pitch isn't black. Pitch black. It's pitch green. It's not Vin Diesel. <laughs> it's Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Is it a monster movie or something? Uh, in, a, in a sense, yes. Okay. Monster slash sci-fi. Alien. Yeah, actually, yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. Uh, so by the time of the end of the war and the repatriation of German POWs from the UK, 
Bert had continued his growing love of Great Britain. Bert was one of those German he POWs. He was, he was smitten. smitten with yes, Britain. He was. Smitten, <laughs> smitten, smitten with Britain. Smitten with Britain. <laughs> Bert was one of those German POWs who was offered with repatriation back to the newly formed West Germany. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But he declined the offer, deciding instead to stay in England, where he would first work on a farm before utilizing his knowledge gained during the war to work in bomb disposal in the, oh. li- in the Liverpool satellite of Hutton. Hutton? Hutton? It looks like Hutton, but it's British, so it's probably yeah. like. It's who knows what completely it is? Different. It's, pro- it's, it's probably Tim's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So newly released from incarceration, Bert would continue to play football in the UK, taking the role of goal- goalkeeper at the lonely club of St. Helens Town, where his reputation for his skills grew rapidly and grew interest in this small club. All this attention would come to a head in October 1949 as a talent scout for Manchester City, referred to onward in this script as just Man City. Yeah, like Man United, Man City. Correct. So those they are, are two, two different, different teams, teams in the mm-hmm. same city. Mm-hmm. It's like the Jets and the Giants. There you go. Except uh, they're, they don't play it in the same place. They do. Yeah, they do. They do? They sure as they do. Yeah. I forgot about that. Well, never mind. <laughs> that is not, I don't think that's the case between these yeah. two teams. They're just in the same city. Again, the UK is not that big. Not Population and like geographic wise. And it, yeah. it just seems to me, it's just like, if you live in a city and they're mm-hmm. sparse, they're here and there. You just have a team or two or three. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. like your own neighborhood has its team. Not literally. In some cases, these stadiums are like... No, but not literally every neighborhood in the UK has a football team. Sometimes it feels that way. A professional football team. Yeah, no. because they have all the sub-levels. They have all that shit. I, I mean, still don't think so. Uh, not literally. I'm going to go with my gut on that one. With literally? Yeah. Like pretty much every city in... Are you smitten with Britain? I am smitten. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in the Liverpool satellite of Houghton. Houghton. <laughs> There's you know? no F I, in there. I don't know. <laughs> but, but watch, but there could that's how but there it could is be. That's why I was throwing it in. <laughs> it was Houghton? I, I don't know. We're so, going to have to go on Discord after this episode because that's where Aces is yes. for discussion. So a talent scout for Man City would recognize Bert's raw ability and offer the young German a contract to join Man City. Man City had just lost their legendary goalkeeper in Frank Swift. That's a great name for a goalkeeper. That is a great name. <laughs> I mean, you Frank can't, Swift. You, I mean, it's like Jonathan Quick in the, yes, in the, in the uh-huh. NHL. It's uh-huh. like you can't, like he literally born to be a goalie. Right. Baby, you were born to yeah. run. Yeah, exactly. You were born to get head trauma. Can you imagine if your name, <laughs> if your name was Frank Swift and you were known for being really slow, yeah, reflexed? That would suck. That might, that might like be... Like moving really slowly. That might have been why it didn't happen. He was like, it's, he's like, I've got to be on... I have on, to live up to my name. He's like, I've got to be on my game all mm-hmm. the time. So Frank Swift would retire from playing the sport, and the decision to sign Burt was not received kindly by mm. supporters initially. Let alone was a German nobody. I mean, again, the fucking world... The, the aftermath of World War II is still all over the place. Oh, yes. We're, all, we're oh, only yes. talking 1949. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't forget somebody bombing your entire Like, country. just, like, five years yeah. ago. Yeah. In America... You forget eight years of a Bush-Cheney presidency 
that like obliterated <laughs> like, <a> <laughs> like obliterated half the earth that's because it didn't happen like directly to us yes. you know mm-hmm. but yeah it, i can understand like oh yeah Plus, he was a fucking soldier. It's not... Yes. And he I don't was know, in a POW camp. I don't know if they know that yet. They yeah. might... It's possible they don't know that. But, it might uh, just be that he's German. His they don't, they don't know that he's smitten. <laughs> With Britain. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They don't. They don't. Um, so, ob- yeah. Obviously, it was not received kindly by supporters. Mm-hmm. So, he's got to win them over, too. Yeah. So, let alone was a German nobody replacing a living, le- living legend of the mm-hmm. sport. There's, there's that, too. Name Swift and not Trotman. Right, yeah. But the fact that they were signing a German didn't make anything better. You know what? Maybe Let's we just... Should, that's maybe putting we should, a... We should pronounce it Trotman because Trotman. he trots. Trotman. Yes, Trotman. <laughs> just out of the horrors of World War II, signing a former <laughs> member of the Nazi yeah. armed forces... The country we're just fighting against didn't sit right. Like, yeah. no shit. I mean... Yeah. I don't know that the British are known for their uh, genteel, forgiving nature. I don't think they are. Necessarily. They're, they're, their language is very accusatory. <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed that. It, it is. That's just they, a brilliant statement. But it is. They, How they so? don't. They, 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 it's not like, did you eat my cookies? Like, that's how an American would cookies, say it. Didn't you? No, no, no. You ate my cookies, didn't you? <laughs> like, like they're not they're not fucking around they get like straight to the point you know and oh that's so funny so that's that's how i feel <laughs> they're very accusative <laughs> they, their languages yes their it language is, is very yes and i'm sure well the language is a part of the whole you know it's part of the whole yeah you made yourself cry yes i did because <laughs> i was trying to think of what that would look like you cracked yourself up. I did, but um, yeah. I mean, like, and I've I know I've said it before. Europeans are just they're a little bit more battle hardened than, than. I would I would agree with that. A little more direct. I have noticed that on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, they're they're not the, that Lisa Vanderpump, who is British. <laughs> that is her name, of Vanderpump Rules. Did you have you never heard of Lisa Vanderbilt? I have not. Okay. Not until now. That's her actual name, <laughs> allegedly. And uh, Yolanda now Hadid, back to Hadid at the time she was Yolanda Foster, um, who is Dutch, I believe. Uh, very well, especially Yolanda is very like. Why isn't everybody just always perfect and um, misogynistic like I am? Yeah, she's. I mean, maybe I'm being a little harsh on her, but basically <laughs> I see some resemblance between Yolanda Hadid and the character in Veep of the prime minister of Holland or wherever, okay. the fictional character who's always just, oh, hello, Selena. And then she'd say something like really mean, but it was put so like, oh, that's interesting, you had plastic surgery in my country. Well, Nobody has plastic surgery or something like that. Apparently, like, the actual prime minister of Finland right now is partying it up. Oh, okay. They have a 36-year-old uh, prime, prime minister. minister. Yes. See, I could be a prime minister. It, I'm it, old enough, apparently. Yeah. I'm old enough to be president. I was just going to say, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to give that away, but... Oh, I've said it a trillion yeah, times. That's okay. My age, yeah. So... You're older than me, anyway. <laughs> again, oh, there's the a script. script. There is. <laughs> 
Hi, Aces. Yes. Aces is already aware of how we butcher scripts by now. Aces we, is already... like, why did you say Lisa Vanderpump in my episode? Yeah. He's like, now I'm going to have to write a script on that one. <laughs> So, uh, some 20,000 supporters had protested against his oh, signing. Wow. I, I, yeah. Well, this is with in Manchester, regular, which is a bigger town, uh, bigger city. With regular season ticket holders threatening a boycott of games mm-hmm. if Burt retained his new place on the team. But there were those who talked of tolerance towards the new player in the team. One being the club's captain. That goes a long way. Absolutely. Yeah, get the captain behind you. Eric Westwood, who publicly welcomed Burt to the team by saying... Quote, <laughs> You're going to do the accent, aren't you? I'm going to try. <laughs> There's no war in this dressing room. That was Australian. That was Australian! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Un- unquote. There's no war in this dressing room. Correct. Dressing room? Dressing room. Not yeah. locker room. That's what it says. Yeah. I mean, same thing. Dressing room? Like, I've, I've definitely been in places There's where it no says... There's in it this does dressing not, room. Even in Canada, in certain places, it doesn't say locker room. It does really? say dressing room. Huh. Green room. Mm-hmm. Uh, only only once, only once at our, uh, um, oh. our reception <laughs> yes, have I ever been in a green room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and just been like I can just go back there whenever I want. Well, that's the purpose of a green room. Yeah, I know it was fun. The perks of being a performer. Yes. There are few and far between, so enjoy the ones you get. <laughs> hey, it happened once at like a fairly famous venue here, yeah, so that's true. I'll take it. So, Eric Westwood himself was a veteran of the Normandy landings. Oh, wow. So I'm sure all the these fu- yeah, fucking guys true. were. They all were. That's true. Unless there's like an 18-year-old on the team, and right. he was probably like a runner or some shit. Yeah. Um, so, Eric Westwood himself was a veteran of the Normandy landings, where if the bombing of Cleve didn't ha- halt Burt's unit, he may have seen the two meetings as enemies on the battlefield rather than teammates. Wow. So Yeah, that's true. And that's after the guy survived the campaign in, in the Soviet Union. Yeah. Uh-huh. Secondly, the community rabbi of Manchester at the time, identified as Alexander Altman, had published an open letter in the local newspaper asking for Jewish fans of Man City to oh. offer Bert the chance and their respect. Oh, wow. So he had a couple of big names behind On his him side. Who had and, every and reason you know what? to be a little salty towards him. You know what? This part of the world has been through disastrous war at this mm-hmm. point for 30 plus years 35 yeah. years because mm-hmm. you have to include world war one obviously yeah. which started so from 1914 we're in 1949 mm-hmm. so that's 35 years mm-hmm. of war mm-hmm. and there are probably plenty of people who are like guys like, like we this, gotta this stop is, this at some point this is how yeah. it all fucking started the last time yeah we all fucking we all fucked each other over we've all been doing it for so long mm-hmm. let's unfuck each other for once i mean r- really yeah. <laughs> just trying to think what unfuck uh, just but you know, yes okay it's it's drop your no. ego i, you I know? know what you mean yeah. and just mm-hmm. be like hey yeah bear uh just just bury it it's over yeah. we it's all over we all fucked up well especially it's like where are we now what <laughs> yeah. do, and especially if he was so smitten he i'm sure right. he was He's, acting very friendly yes. And yeah. he's I and I yes, and I'm sure it's probably coming out in yes, and little ways and being that like, he's like a hey, community member and cares, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I wanna and that's probably part of his healing process for himself. True. True. And he's like, I could have gone back to West Germany and, and played I didn't. it played soccer in Germany. Yeah. He's like, No, I wanna play here, I wanna represent this this city, this country, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. 
So protests against Burt's inclusion into English football also came from supporters from other teams. For example, in Man City's first away match against the London-based team Fulham, in January 1950, Burt arrived onto the pitch to abuse from Fulham supporters, reportedly yelling, quote-unquote, Kraut and Nazi at him. Ugh. I mean... Uh. Uh, well, t- correct me if I'm wrong, but... Um, uh, well, so he he was at one point a Nazi. Yeah, so that is an accurate thing. But that other word is a bit of a slur, no? Yeah, it, it is. It was a slur back yeah. then. I mean... It is now. It wasn't back then. Like, well, you, oh. well, you know what I mean. No, I think it was a slur back then. Yeah, but it yeah. was widely accepted. I think. Yes, that's, yes, that's what I, I think mean so too, about the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of slurs were yeah, widely accepted. Yeah, that was not the only one. Mm-hmm. So, however, his abilities in playing in goal spoke for themselves. And he was quick to pacify any protests. Mm-hmm. And by this time, the Fulham-Man City match ended with Man City losing one to nothing or 1-0 if David hasn't said it in this manner. <laughs> fitting for the British. I request David use this for the rest of the script. So I, will, no. I will try. Nil. <laughs> one nil. As opposed to love, which is tennis. That is tennis, yes. So Bert would be given, uh, given a standing ovation from the crowd. This being his first match in London, the majority of the London bubble of news com- companies were there to see his abilities to be reported on, on countrywide for the first time. Like always, like the best um, way to rehab your image is to be through the in press. sports. Yes, and do it through the press. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, it. If you can. That's it. Um, uh, Michael Vick who? Yeah, what? <laughs> Manchester United manager at the time, Sir Matt Busby, was see I, only, the British can only come out in like certain. Busby. Ins- Sir Matt Busby <laughs> uh, was attributed to a quote to the rival team stating, "Quote: Don't stop to think where you're going to hit him with Trotman. Hit it first and think afterwards. If you look up and work it out, he will read your thoughts and stop it." Uh-huh. Unquote. As a sidebar, Sir Matt Busby is a tragic figure himself in oh. British football. Wow. When his uh, famed young squadron of players known as the Busby Babes <laughs> hey? would be killed after the plane they were traveling in back from a match in continental Europe crashed in Munich, giving the incident its known title of, quote unquote, the Munich air crash. Wow. Wow. Somebody's got to research that. Yeah. Talk about a tie in. Coincidentally, also on board the flight was Frank Swift, for whom Bert had replaced at Man City, and Frank had become a sports journalist. Frank would also die in a crash. You are fucking kidding me. Sad. That is really tragic. That's very tragic. Yikes. I mean, that's, Mm. yeah. Personally, to this script writer... Uh, please, Rachel, consider this my formal request to cover the Munich air crash <laughs> on the podcast. All right. I'm surprised you no haven't tech. covered it yet, though maybe if we were on the same wavelength, an episode on the topic may have been released before this topic could be covered. Nope. It, it has not been. <laughs> but I suppose if there is a reason you may not have touched it yet, understanding of English football may be one, so take the script as your football 101 for approaching the subject. Also, we have 400 other topics. We do. Yeah, we <laughs> on our list. We Just have <laughs> we pretty much have an endless amount of topics. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot. We haven't covered the Challenger yet, so. Oh my God, we have not. Wow. Maybe that should be our 300th or something if we can get it together in time. So speaking of such, here is your football 101. As understanding this will greatly help in seeing how Bert arrived to his fateful match. Oh. 
In the United Kingdom, football's presence is split between the countries and nations. That makes sense. England having the Football Association as their governing body, the structure of English football works in a tier system. Right, we've talked about Different that. teams of different abilities and professionalism exist across this tier system. It's not all that different uh, than here in North America. With it's really like minor not. leagues and yep. majors and double A and... Each sport has its own tiers. Yeah. Like hockey has, the NHL is the main tier. Yep. The mm-hmm. AHL is right beneath that, ECHL, mm, you know. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, both ba- both basketball and football have college as their yes, tier. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And college has high school as mm-hmm. its tier, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. Yeah, because there ha- there's a pipeline. There is. Always. Get, yeah, and, and individuals and teams can go up and down it in, of so- in soccer. Yeah. Now, that is different. You don't have teams going up and down the system in American football. No, you don't. That's or that. That in, is the uh, MLB or no. That is the kind of. It's like we already have leagues for that. Mm-hmm. Like we don't. <laughs> it would be interesting if it was. It's I mean, just maybe, the individual players who rise and fall. I mean, man, being a Bills fan, we definitely would have gotten dropped. <laughs> we definitely be, would have been. We definitely would have been relegated more than once. You'd be working your way up from junior hires. <laughs> Somebody put this on. Uh, a Facebook group that I'm a part of, a Bills fan group mm-hmm. last night. Like, like five years, because the Super Bowl odds came out yesterday. Mm. Buffalo has plus 500, which are the best odds. Okay. Um, They're not going to win. Yes, they will. they will. Anyway, somebody put up there, imagine five years ago on this date when we were just hoping that this season we would break out of our playoff drought. Yeah. <laughs> that we would be like the, the Super Bowl favorites. And it was like, yeah, no shit. Like sports, well, that can, it can they turn can change. Like but yeah. man, there mm-hmm. was... 18 years of Likewise, some really undeserving bullshit. teams have stumbled their way yes, into they have. wins. Yes, they have. <laughs> Any given Sunday, <laughs> Giants. <as you> say. <laughs> Although the team they beat both times, I'm, was, I'm happy was for the it. Patriots. was the Patriots. So I, I let them off the hook for that. Somebody had to do it. Uh, so uh, imagine, a, uh, imagine a pyramid. The smallest teams, which are local, non-league, and amateur, are found at the very base of this mm-hmm. period, rising up the pyramid. You first encounter the county level leagues before okay. you reach the big players nearing the top, which are the nationwide leagues. Okay. At the very top two tiers of this pyramid, you have what is now known as the Premier League. Right. I remember that there was a name change. Mm-hmm. We and the, that and the Championship League. Okay. The cream of the crop when it comes to football in the UK. This is where you would find Manchester City and Manchester United. Okay. In each league tier on the in each league tier on the pyramid, if your team places at the top, you will be promoted to the tier above you. Uh-huh. But yep, if your team places at the bottom, you will be relegated to the tier immediately below you and your place given to the team that placed top in their tier below you. The leagues are played round robin style throughout the entire season with each team playing each other twice with points added oh. together give you and your place on the league table oh okay i didn't know that that they just Makes all sense. play each other i think that's twice. i think that's probably why it's such a long season too mm, that's a lot of teams yeah. yeah another aspect of english football that is important for this script is the fa cup i know that we've covered the fa cup um this is the great equalizer the uh um my god the the stamp the crowd crush in oh it brocks Ibrox? No, the like the main one that they did a documentary on. Oh, Hillsborough. Hillsborough. That was an FA Cup match. That's what what people were there to see. At the time, it was what is now 
something else. But at the okay. time, at the time, it was like this is like the championship no, what game. What does it stand for? F A. Uh, Football Association. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's all I meant. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotcha. So this is the Great Equalizer, featuring every team throughout the entirety of the pyramid-like tier system. Yes. Wow. So the FA Cup consists of every team playing once in a playoff format, starting at the very bottom of the pyramid. Like teams... including amateurs. Yep. Wow. So amateurs. Can it's be it's a well. It's, I mean, it's a the. It is the equalizer. Yeah. Well, it's also it would be known in North America as an open tournament. Yes. Uh-huh. Like anybody can play. Gotcha. Like amateur, professional. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, uh, so starting at the very bottom of the period, teams play... Pyramid. Uh, pyramid. Mm-hmm. Teams play uh, one game against a rival, with the loser being kicked out of the FA Cup for that year, and the winner okay. advancing to face a team in the tier above them. This so. is very bracket-like. It very, is. Very uh, uh, NCAA. Yes. Like. That same team then wins again. The team they beat are again kicked out of contention, and this continues on and on and on mm-hmm. until you reach the final, where the two remaining teams face one. Okay. Which is always like the two most dominant professional, obviously. Yeah. Occasionally, like another team will sneak It'll be an in upset. there. Yeah. Just like the March Madness brackets. Yeah. If you're just playing one game. Everything I, you I you got to throw everything out. Brackets over there for this. I'm sure they do. I mean, only the odds would be even more astronomical than I'm the sure, 64 of the NCAA. I'm sure gambling is fucking going on like Jeez. crazy. And plus, you would also be like, this is an amateur team facing a professional team. Yeah. I bet the uh, you know the line is set at like plus three goals right. for the, mm-hmm. and everybody's betting on that. Right. Will they win by more than that or less it's than that? It's not about the win or the no. lose. Like, it's they're going to win. The spread, yeah. It's like, yeah, by how much is the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the FA Cup is known as what is known as the Great Equalizer, or can create what is known as "quote unquote" giant slayer runs, when small lower tier teams yep. can manage to knock out higher tier teams to advance far beyond what they can usually manage in a yeah. regular league. Yeah, one game. It, it's the exact same thing as the mm-hmm. Final Four tournament in basketball here, college basketball. It is also important to know as well that in the 1950s. What is currently known as the Premier League and Championship League, mm-hmm. the first and second highest tiers in English football, were known as Division One and Division Two. Okay. This is still confusing. I don't know what to tell you mm-hmm. because, believe it or not, no, that's the actually... scriptwriter script is not a fan of football themselves, so has <laughs> written as an explain like I'm five style so they can ex- themselves understand it. No, that I, I that is probably the easiest uh, way mm-hmm. or the easiest to understand way I've ever heard. Uh, I mean, it's it's it's, it's basically like I think described. what this is going to revolve around is like the main championship match, okay. which is you know, hey, occasionally a, a yeah, that's a David gets I in there no against idea. the Goliath. You I know? had no idea. So knowing the FA Cup is important because Man City, with the help of Burt, had managed to reach the FA Cup final twice in a row oh, wow. in 1954 and the 1955 season and the 1955 to 56 season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. In reaching the 55 FA Cup final, Burt had become the first German player to ever play an FA Cup final, but unfortunately in this match, Man City played twice consecutive winners, Newcastle United, Hmm. who had won previously in 1951 in the 1951 and 52 finals, and lost to them with a 3-1 result. Hmm. So between the 1955 FA Cup final and the 1956 final, Man City had placed fourth in Division I, and Burt was awarded the FWA Footballer of the Year Award for this league season, both being both the first foreign player to be awarded this, as well as reportedly the first goalkeeper to win the award huh. as well. Wow. 
so during the 1955-56, and that uh, that also happens in other sports, goalkeepers don't often win. Yeah. It, it, this is essentially what it sounds like to me as the MVP. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it. Or the, uh, you, you what do they call to... the, um, the trophy in the NFL for VIP? MVP? What did I say? VIP. <laughs> that too. <laughs> That's a different MVP. trophy. In the NFL? Yeah. It doesn't a... have a special name. Oh, it doesn't? Think. No. The NHL, in the NHL, it does. Oh, what is that? It's the uh, Hart Memorial Trophy. That must be what I'm thinking. Yeah. So. Do they have to share it, or do they each get their own? No, it's it's an individual. Award. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you're if you win the Hart Trophy in the NHL, that means you were the best player that year. Okay. You're the VIP. You are. Or MVP. <laughs> yeah, MVP is probably a play on VIP, or or vice versa. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? They're all valuable. So during the 55-56 FA Cup season, Man City would again beat all their rivals to reach the 56 FA Cup final, facing off against Birmingham City. Birmingham. Birmingham. To reach the 1956 FA Cup final, Man City had beat in order... Oh, wow. Blackpool, 2-1. South End United, 1-0. Very good. Liverpool, they faced twice after first uh, drawing nil-nil. Oh, they drew nil-nil. That's interesting. Yeah, because that's going to happen, especially in this sport. Uh, okay, uh-huh. yeah. So, before beating them 2-1 to one in the second match, then they beat Everton 2-1, <laughs> to one, then Tottenham Hotspur 1-0. Your accent changed like six times Probably in that did. one sentence. Birmingham, <laughs> Birmingham City had beaten that order. Torque United 7-1, to one. Leighton Orient 4-0. West Bromwich Albion, 1-0. Arsenal, 3-1. And finally, Sunderland. Sunderland. 3-0. 3-0. They scored a lot of goals in that uh, six games. Five games? One, two, three. Five games they scored. 7, 11, 12, 15. 18 goals in five games is pretty damn good. I know where Tolkien is. It's I have where no, Fawlty Towers took oh, place. Oh, okay. It's in the on the seaside. So as you can tell, Man City had the much tougher fight to reach the final than Birmingham had as they entered the 1956 FA Cup final. I, I could not tell that, but I believe I you. honestly <laughs> couldn't. Yeah, I was like, it, I it, you. it sounded hard, <laughs> <laughs> like for both teams. Yeah, yes, I have no idea what all of that was, yeah. but yes, it, they played a lot. Yeah. So one source stated that Birmingham City was seen as the favorites to win, making wow, it their okay. very making it their very first FA Cup win, uh. while Man City had won twice previously in 1904 and oh, 1934. Still, that's like. Yeah. Oh. Quite a while ago. At this point, you can throw out the 1904 one. Yeah, this is this is the, this is not the not the, the 34 30, is, is kind of yeah. That's when uh, Mr. Swift probably played. Yeah, probably. That, yeah. 1934. Mm-hmm. So Bert in the two cities match. So on the 5th of May 1956, in front of a crowd in attendance reported of up to 100,000 at the old Wembley oh, Stadium wow. in London. Yeah, old Wembley. The 1956 FA Cup final would be held between Birmingham City and Manchester City alongside the 100,000 100, in attendance at the stadium. It is reported that a TV audience of 5 million were watching from home. It was back in the 50s. That's a lot in the UK now. Yes, that's a big audience. That's yeah. probably like, what, a third of the... Share. Oh goodness, I don't know More how many that. people there are in the UK to be perfectly. Bear honest. in mind, this is occurring just three years after the 1953 coronation of Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> Wait, right? Which got a lot. Which was the event to spur the adoption of television in households. Uh huh. Watching live TV coverage of anything was a rare experience. Yeah. So yeah, there was yeah. I bet the pubs were were packed to the gills and that day. I, and I'm sure. 
person wants to <laughs> yes <laughs> and i'm also sure like if we want if you could probably pull this up on youtube uh-huh. it's probably the shittiest video you've ever seen but it but at that time it's something right it's like um, i can kind of see a ball i can kind of make out a player <laughs> like it's good enough what, so mildly related british pathé has so many old movies for free on YouTube that you can watch, like uh, newsreels and stuff. And it's all with beautiful British accents narrating about very 50s things in black and white. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. So the match gets underway okay. with Man City scoring. I have no an... idea what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know disaster? either. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. So the match got underway with Man City scoring an early goal by Joe Hayes. Joe Hayes. Sounds, sounds very it American. Sounds, it does sound right. That's, that's, I mean, I disbelieve that he's British. I mean, Americans, Joe white Hayes. Americans <laughs> came from Europe, so yeah, there's that. That's true. But Birmingham quickly equalized at the 14-minute mark with a goal from Noel Kinsey. Now that's a British name. The remaining length of the first half remained at this level pace and continued through into the second half where Man City would extend their lead with goals from Jack Dyson and Bobby Johnstone bringing the score to 3-1 to for Man City. Mm. The club's third FA Cup win seemed almost decided at this point, with Birmingham being required to score three goals against Man City to win the final with around 20 minutes left to play. Oh, maybe this will be the disaster that they lose? This is crazy. If this, Yeah, maybe this is it. Mm-hmm. At around 75 minutes into the match, that means there's 15 minutes left. Gotcha. Yeah, it, with it's very with weird with stoppage time, mm-hmm. which was probably two minutes, three minutes. With Birmingham City player Peter Murphy in possession of the ball and approaching Burt's goal, Burt mm-hmm. dived at the incoming ball and disaster occurred. Ooh. What? Burt collided with the right knee of Murphy with such force it knocked him unconscious. Oh my god! His head was whipped back with the force <gasps> of the collision, and by Burt's own words, the collision with Peter Murphy was. Quote unquote, like two trains hitting each other. Oh my God! A knee is a very oh, hard yeah. especially, joint to hit with your head. Especially if they're running really fast, yes. that means their knee is churning. It's moving. Yeah, it's probably like a, yeah. a horrific happens, punch. Happens in American football all the time. If you try to tackle a running back low, oh. and they run with their knees up high, but they have helmets. He's not wearing a helmet. That is true, but it's sti- but in football you can still you you will still get knocked out by yes. That. And imagine not having yes, a helmet. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh my god. That'd be like getting kicked, only worse, because the knee has the full force of the hip and the, and thigh, the thigh behind it. Yeah. That's a lot. And his and the head is so uh, vulnerable. Oh, yeah. Ugh. He would regain consciousness, but his sense is impaired. At this point in time in English football history... No substitutes were permitted <gasps> in the middle of a match. What? Like even for injury? If a player had to come off due to injury, that team would be a, would then be a player down. Oh, so now somebody else would just have to take the goal. No. Well, yes. Like there, but they would only be ten. That. Right, but there would only be ten players. Yeah. So now you You're you've got to get a red card for that for that to happen. So mid-game substitutions would only be introduced into the English system in 1965. Wow. Because of this, despite the haze, the pain, and the unsteadiness, Burt would intend oh, no. to continue playing the last 15 minutes minutes oh, of no. the match. That's so dangerous. Describing how he was feeling during this last 15 minutes, Burt said, quote, 
It was such a strange sensation. I wasn't seeing any color. Everything around me was gray, and I couldn't see any of the players oh properly. Oh, my God. It was like walking around in fog and trying to find my way. Jesus. His sight failing him, head at a crooked angle, and unable to be straightened. Oh, my God. And staggering around his team's goal, Burke continued neck. on. His team helped the best that they could by keeping the ball far inside of Birmingham's own half and away from the Man City goal. Oh, my God. But they this could just not all be. refuse to play and be like, stop, we need to stop this. Yeah, but this could not be counted on for the full 15 minutes remaining. <laughs> Burt still, uh, still had saves he needed to make, saving against several more attacks by the Birmingham side, including another... With sideways. Yes, yeah, apparently. <laughs> including another interception against Murphy. This particular save against Murphy gave a despairing agony to Burt as he fell into unconsciousness multiple times more. Jesus oh Christ. Oh God. Man City would hold on to its 3-1 lead, and at the end of the match's 90 minutes, this would give them their third FA Cup win. But the star in the match of the oh, eyes no. of the world was Burt Trotman, oh, yeah. the man who played on despite his searing oh. pain and made spectacular saves still, becoming an English folk hero despite Burt not remembering any of it, Jesus. describing this part of the match as, quote, a kind of fog, unquote, he lived through. That, <laughs> how many years nuts. did it take off his life? I'm sure that a was, couple, at least. Yeah, that's horrific. But this was, I mean, this was sport. Yes, back I, in 1956, I, I, like I get it's, it yeah. for like the time. I mean, these people just saw just didn't know. a bunch of shit blown up. This probably isn't the worst thing that's happened to him in his life. <laughs> no, it's not. We already know it's not. Yeah, he saw Again, like. He'll take his, uh, he'll take a concussion over being on two different war fronts. Yeah, probably. Any day. Yeah. You know. So to him oh it's probably God. like if I have to pretend to play goal, that's way easier than what I was doing <sighs> 10 years ago. Man. Uh so as winners of the FA Cup final, the players of Man City were invited up to the royal box to be in <laughs> attendance of the Queen and Prince Philip to receive the actual FA Cup and their winners medals. Upon bestowing Bert with his medal, Prince Philip reportedly commented on the crooked state of Bert's <laughs> neck. Like, I'm trying to imagine it in my mind. Like, like just, just... Is there, like, a crook in his neck? Like, like is it... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love how Prince Philip is like, Hey, Johnny O'Bean, chap, what, what's, what's about here's, with your neck? Here's your medal. <laughs> what's with your neck? No, no, no. have a much more posh accent, you know. I'm a bit more like this, you know. He's, he's really... Well, I'm, I'm actually not quite sure. He was he was Dutch or something. We're doing this with love. Our, our, of course! Are you gay listeners? <laughs> We're doing it because we know how inferior we are. <laughs> We're doing this out of insecurity only. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Then came the evening's post-match banquet, which Bert still attended. Why the fuck is he not in a hospital? Despite, it, despite at this hospital. point being 100% unable to move his head. <laughs> <laughs> so, how is he eating? Well, he's bringing his hand like up to his mouth, or if he needs to look around, he has to move like his entire upper body. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm not laughing at this poor guy's injuries. It's just so bizarre how like 
Now, at this point, it's like seven I, years I, ago, I, but I'm, how cavalier everybody was I'm also this. kind of thinking that this might be where the tragedy come, really comes in. Oh, I hope not. I, I like hope that not he, what... he ended up worse off because of all this? Probably. So overnight, Bert's neck still continued to cause him great pain. It, He's still duh. not in a hospital! And so while still in London the next day, he visited a hospital. Oh, thank you! The next day! <laughs> to have his neck... Uh, on 5656. To, to, to have his neck seen to. Seen to. It, it's fucking broken. You want to check it out? Yeah, sure sounds <laughs> like it. The doctors at this hospital dismissed any worries Bert had and told him <laughs> that it was merely a crick in his neck and it would go away on its own. Hold on. <laughs> if ever there was a real life example of the Monty Python and the Holy Grail, it's merely a flesh wound. This is like, it. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, he can't move like his head. That's it's not how gonna, is that going to resolve? It's, it's not going to just, just go away. <laughs> did you hear what happened to him? Yeah. <laughs> Are you not wildly even if, concerned? Even if he didn't hear what happened to him, I mean, really? Okay. Like, <laughs> there is a time when the famous British stiff upper lip needs to soften a yes, bit. Yes, just a tad. <laughs> if you can't move your head, that's not a problem. That. <laughs> I'm guessing it just doesn't go away. I would not dismiss that. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, it's a mere quick chop. It's just a quick in your Cheer- Cheerio. Pip, pip, cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> oh, you're missing an eye. We do have nationalized do- healthcare here, you do. You do have the other one, you know. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, if you have no arms and no legs, at least be glad you're not dead. You're not mute, you know. I, I myself would rather be dead since I, I'm I, doing a bit. I can hear you screaming in pain and I wish you'd stop. You didn't get my bit. I'm sorry. That's okay. What? I was doing David Brent. Oh, yeah, I didn't get it. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> he, he did that, um, if you haven't got any arms or, or, or legs... Then you know, well at least you're not dead. <laughs> I'd rather be dead. Uh, uh, I'm just getting into yoga for one. Anyway, so, go ahead. Proceed. Yes. So the we, we've mentioned Monty Python, the Office, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything British yeah. that we can think of. Um, uh, are you being served? Will be up next. Yeah. The issue wasn't going away on its own. Like no shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Rarely. <laughs> Do I mean, horrific traumatic uh, injuries yeah. resolve on their yeah. own. What do you know, doctor? It's, it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, doc, it hurts when I try to straighten uh, my neck. Then don't try to straighten your neck. It's like now my head has slid further down my shoulder. Oh, and, yeah. So three days later now, back in Manchester, and after joining the team to celebrate their win in their hometown. Again, he keeps doing this tour of celebration. Which, if the scriptwriter were to guess, would have included a bus tour of Manchester. So just imagine having to ride a 1950s <laughs> British bus on 1950s British roads and imagine how a healthy neck would feel, let alone a crooked, stiff, searingly painful neck. So this poor guy is just walking around like with one ear down towards his shoulder and nobody's... <laughs> Oh my god. It's like the guy that can like he's got the but it's like the the visual tomfoolery thing uh-huh. where the guy like all of a sudden drops his trench coat and he's like, Oh yes, uh huh. It's like but, but that's like but that's like for it's real. Like he's actually like holding his head. Jeez. Oh my god. So yes. So <laughs> 
Bert would venture to get a second opinion. <laughs> yes. That's, that's a good start. That's, that's your first move. That's how you know Bert has his head on straight. That was not in the script. <laughs> that was very good. Yeah, is. <laughs> uh, or maybe it will be. I mean, maybe it will be coming up. <laughs> Possibly. Oh, my goodness. So Bert would venture to get a second opinion from a doctor at Manchester Royal Infirmary. It's probably okay. a military place. It's probably like good. It. Infirmary. He's got like a military type of injury because his head is uh, like yeah, falling off. Traumatic injury. Yeah. An x-ray would confirm the worst. Bert had dislocated five of the vertebrae in his neck. Oh, my. Dislocated. Jesus Christ. How do you dislocate vertebrae without, like... Oh, it was probably impinging on his um, spinal cord. I was just going to say... That's probably why it was so horribly painful. I was going to say, how does does that happen literally, like, without your head falling off? Like... Well, because they're dislocated, no, but they're it was, not. It was kind of a joke. Oh, okay, but... sorry. <laughs> I was thinking, thinking that seriously. <laughs> oh my so god! So the second of the five was fully cracked in two. Oh my god! Completely broken and dislodged. My... So he did break Jesus his neck. Jesus fucking Christ! He broke and dislocated yeah. his neck essentially. With only the third vertebrae neighboring it preventing further damage <gasps> damage by being wedged against the bro- oh my. Wedged against the broken vertebrae. Jesus uh, Christ. So his own neck was keeping his neck on. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, oh my God. If not for this wedged vertebrae, the injury may very well have at its minimum, minimum, yes, paralyzed, paralyzed Bert, yeah. if not outright killed him. He could have internally decapitated. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's almost mm-hmm. what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When news got out of the state of Bert's injury, his legacy was solidified. <laughs> it wasn't before <laughs> then? Being the man who played on despite having a broken neck. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Christ. What do you have to do to get a little recognition <laughs> in Britain? I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. You have to walk around with dislocated like, vertebrae. It's like winning the FA Cup is not enough. You have to win the FA Cup with a broken neck. Jesus. <laughs> <clears throat> Bert. There is footage out there of the match. <gasps> Highlights from... Oh, we gotta watch this. Oh, we... Highlights from British Pathé on their YouTube oh, channel. Speaking there British you go. Pathé. I oh, I think Aces, um, Aces sent this to us. If the scriptwriter has remembered to add it to the email submission, they humbly he, request uh, they that did. both of you watch this video and offer the reactions for the podcast. Okay. But this time you have not had a break to feed into the to feed the little gremlins. Oh, we just grab did. new drinks or just a break now offers the perfect time. In the video, you can see the the collision between Bert and Murphy <gasps> and how painful it was for Bert to continue playing. Yes, we are definitely going to watch this. All right. I'm about to crack a fresh beer. Hang on, but we can't have dead air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so are we watching it live or are we going to I think oh. that's what they were referring to is they, they wanted our ads. reaction. Ads for Sherry, Sherry, is her name Sherry or Cheryl? Oh, that's Beasley? right. It's your phone. Oh, yes, I don't have. You don't have fancy YouTube. Sherry Beasley for U.S. Senate. Yes, please don't vote for the fucking 
senators we've got so far. Okay. <laughs> so the, the cup the, final pathé. The cup final. Oh, that is a huge fucking crowd. Yes, it is. It's 100,000 people. Look at the pitch. Look at the clothes. Like, like this was... Those are like silks. Yeah. They look like jockeys. Oh, yep. Yeah. British. Uh, oh, that's that's the that's the royal box. Yes, that's that's the queen. And in that photo, in, in this video, she's still 60. Yes, <laughs> she's been 60 her whole life. <laughs> Manchester kickoff. Yeah, see the... <clears throat> we know when the collision happens because oh, they're I'm not sure. Pick... Look at how clear that film is, though. It's not bad. Somebody cleaned it up, I'm sure. Well, this isn't what they were seeing on TV. No. <laughs> Paper hat. But you see what I'm saying by how hard they could kick the ball? Like, it's not... Yeah, it's not yeah, that thing gliding is... Oh, that was a nice field. goal. Oh, yeah, that early goal. That's right. And then they equalize with 14 minutes in. <laughs> He's challenging. Yeah, I see. It looks like they're kicking around a medicine ball. It does. The thing is, it's not a black and white soccer ball. No. I'm surprised he can. I, I'm surprised he can dribble it like he was just doing. Yeah. There's no one to follow it up. Yeah, they're about to equalize. That's probably the, the next... That guy was uh, wearing an ascot he in was. the audience. Yeah, that's 1956. Yep, see? Mm. That was a nice goal, too. Right off the uh, sidebar. So bar. that is the opposite team's goal. Yes, and that is the subject we are talking about. The, <clears throat> the goal that that just happened to. Okay. So that was... That, was, Tr that was Troutman. Yeah, that gave that one up. This is probably... No, it was 75 minutes in. That's right. So they're going to be up uh, Three two to one. Goals, Three to one. Yeah. Yep. Oh! Oh, that was a save. Yeah, his. he almost got hit there, too. That dude was coming in, like, at full speed, <laughs> the kid, too. The kid in the Argyle sweater. Nice pass. Oh! This must be scintillating to hear us I'm react I'm, to nothing. I'm sure it is. I think she meant, or uh, they meant for us just to react to the hit. I, I think but, uh, so. But, or uh, watch this off air. <laughs> yeah. But maybe we'll Aces, keep this. You maybe we'll keep this better. Ooh. Don Rive. Twenty-four hours <laughs> no, before the kickoff. No, four hours before oh, four the kickoff. Hours. I love this audience. No, nice. That's okay. So it's two one. Yeah. I think they score again soon too. Manchester two, Birmingham one. Birmingham. The, the parents Ob are obviously tired. Obviously. Not until they break their neck. Here comes the uh, third goal. I think mm -hmm. right here. Yep. I was gonna say. All right, so it's gonna be coming up. Yep. Yeah, we're getting there. And he passes out, so... <laughs> See, the funniest thing about uh, sports at this time, or televised sport... Oh, right here. Oh! Holy shit. Okay, let's... Read. That was it. Oh, they replayed it. Yeah. Okay. That, that was it. Yeah, it happened so fast. They don't have slow-mo. Okay, so that was the goal right before. Now they're going to show the collision. They don't have instant replay no, either. They did. They showed did they it really? again, but yeah. they did not slow-mo oh, yeah. it. Yeah. See, he dives in at him. Oh! 
he like tumbled over. Yeah. Oh my god, horrifically. Oh, look he's, his, he's holding his, his fucking neck. My god. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> we must play on. And here they come. Keep calm and carry oh my, on. Oh my god. Oh my he's god. Still he's diving. Yes. Oh my god, and passes out again. Yep. He's still like holding his head. I think that's what. That, oh my god. No. Oh, look at oh. him. His head, look, his head oh. is falling off. His head oh is. His head is falling off. Oh my god. I'm not even that's joking. That's worse than I thought. <laughs> it is. Does he make the... Oh, that was the other team. No, they won 3-1. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Are they going to show... His, oh, everybody's happy. His his head was falling off. I, I can't believe it. Oh, he's holding it up a little better yeah, now. A he's little better. He's smiling, the poor guy. Oh, oh no, here's where they're meeting McQueen. <laughs> it's like, can somebody at least get this guy a neck brace? And like, he doesn't like... even get to get the trophy. <laughs> oh, my God. No, his head was bad uh, at first, yeah. and then he was kind of able to get it back up a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. So that that might not be what anybody had expected, but... Yes, including us, but that's okay. You're welcome you're for a replay of the 1956 <laughs> FA Cup final, where somebody's head was falling off towards yes. the end of the game, like, quite literally. Yes. I, I could, it was worse than I thought. It, like, it re- that, I, that was bad. I thought of it as cartoonish like that. Like, it's like, you know, in a cartoon. Like it did somebody's... look cartoonish. But it did look cartoonish. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like... Now, at the end, he was able to straighten yeah. out a little bit, yeah. but still. Or somebody was holding it up, like, for the end of the game. They, or... they like, wrapped a <laughs> stick with gauze around it around his neck. To <sighs> So, Bert's recovery and beyond. Oh, There's going to be quite a bit of that. I'm and sure. uh Yeah. So, Bert would spend his recovery at home in Manchester, but it would not be a peaceful recovery. Mm. Several months after his injury at the FA Cup final, Bert's firstborn son, John, would die after being struck by a car at oh the age of only five. God. Didn't this poor guy suffer enough? Yeah. The resultant struggle uh, his wife had coming to terms with John's death would ultimately lead to the breakup of her and Bert's marriage. Yeah, that happens it a does. lot of times to people with uh, injured or dead kids. Yeah. His recovery would span several months, cutting <laughs> several months. Like it should be for the rest of his life. Jeez, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like, his recovery would span several months, cutting into the new Division One league season through the back end of 1956, only returning to play for Man City. On December 15th that year. Of 56? Yes. So seven months In the same year. Yes. Jeez. It was suspected that this was way too early for Bert to return, not fully recovered from his injury. It would result in Bert and Man City struggling to retain their former stellar form throughout the following seasons, never reaching the FA Cup final or top the Division I league table for the rest of Bert's stay at the club. Yeah, because... Because he didn't give himself enough time to recover... And there may not be a recovery in which he's able to play again. At like, this properly. time, if this happened today, it, it'd probably be like, dude, that's the end. Yeah. With, with all the technology, yeah. all the everything. I, agree. I think so. It's like, if you took another hit like this, like, you'd be dead. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't but, um, uh, Manning, Peyton Manning eventually? He had, like... He had major he, neck he issues. Had, he had a lot of, like, spinal surgeries. Like, yeah. Towards the end. It got to the point where he couldn't throw anymore. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that whole 
the the shoulder the fusion neck area. like between mm-hmm. that they were doing it was like neck fusion or yeah. some shit like yeah, that yeah they fuse vertebrae sometimes yeah so Burt would play on for Man City for six more seasons before making the decision to retire from playing football in 1964 before Burt left it was decided to hold a testimonial match in his honor like an exhibition I basically. guess yeah I don't know I bet that's yeah what yeah I, to me that's a friendly that's what that's called but a testimonial oh, okay. match I'm not sure what that is. Uh, in his honor, taking place on April 15th in front of an officially recorded crowd of 47,000, but the true figure was suspected to have been closer to 60,000, Burt would be seen off with his chance to captain a hybrid team of Man City and Man United players against England's national team. Okay, so it's, yeah, it is, like a (laughs) warm-up game. Yeah. After retiring from playing football, Burt would pivot to management and coaching. Oh, cool. First having a stint as general manager at Stockport Country... Uh, Stockport County Football Club before returning to Germany, bouncing between clubs as their manager through 1967, before being approached by the German equivalent of the Football Association to become an ambassador for football in countries without a national football structure, including for Tanzania, Liberia, which I don't think is a country anymore, Pakistan, North Yemen, I think Uh it's just Yemen. I've never heard of North Yemen. And uh, Myanmar. We know, we know Myanmar. Myanmar, yes. Pinot Noir, mid-sized club. Pinot Noir, Myanmar. Yeah, Myanmar had a coup attempt about a a successful one about nine months ago. Mm. So his time working with Myanmar and their footballers would include being their national team's coach for the 1972 Olympics. Oh, wow. Held in Munich, Germany. Do you know what happens at these Olympics? Yep, that was the hostage situation. Once again, Burt would end up at the doorstep of tragedy in his life as the 1972 <sighs> Munich, Munich Olympics would be the games where Palestinian terrorist Black September would hold hostage uh, to the Israeli weightlifting team in their dormitories, ending in a shootout at an airfield leading to the death of 17, including yeah, 11 Israeli delegates. And this was, uh, oh my god, the, the 70s were just fucking yeah. chaos. <laughs> yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. So in 1988, Bert would finally retire and decide to settle in Spain for the rest of his life. Nice choice. Yes. Since that point, Bert was awarded, was awarded more recognition for his life's worth work, first with an Order of Merit awarded by Germany in 1997, followed by an Order of the British Empire Medal I was going to say, he needs, he needs to be an OBE. Okay. I, I've never heard of it's that. If not knighted, but you may need to be, a, I wonder if you need to be a British citizen to be knighted. Probably. That would be, eh, well, I guess... <laughs> Re- need, reach out to us. We need honorifics here, like sir and lady, and mm. that'd be fun. It would be fun. I don't, I don't know. If it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's necessary. Though. No, it's not necessary at all. Awarded for his work in Anglo-German relations, mm-hmm. uh, this would make Bert potentially the only person to have been awarded both a Nazi Iron Cross. Oh yeah. And British OBE. Reportedly, when he met with the Queen to receive his award in 2004, the Queen stated. Quote, oh, no. Ah, Air Troutman, I remember you. You still have got that pain in your neck? <laughs> in 2005. They have no, they don't know what to say, these Bert would be inducted. Monarchs. Bert would be inducted, yeah, because they, I mean, yeah, they can say they're whatever so they want. Out of touch. They're yeah, just like, they can say whatever oh, they want. yes, you had neck trouble, I think. You're still shitting your britches, eh? <laughs> Here's a metal. In 2005, Burt would be inducted into the English Football Hall of Fame. Okay. That's pretty pretty mm-hmm. damn good. 
Bert has since come to be perceived as one of the best goalkeepers in football's history, but had grown tired as also being known as the guy who played on after breaking his neck. Sure, yeah, I, I can see that. Post-retirement, Burt remained an avid supporter of his former team, watching Man City play on season after season until his death at the age of 89. Wow, he had a really long life. That's just his, 10 years ago. At his Spanish home on the 19th of July, 2013. Wow, that was just after we met. Yes, yes it was. And that was the tale oh, wow. of Burt Trotman. That was really amazing. It was. Wow. Thank you, Aces. Yes, thank you very much. That was a very, that was a wild story. And uh, I think a much needed. Uh, we had a good laugh. Fun story. Yes. <laughs> Here up. And his head on the street. Joke was a good one. It was a very good one. Well done. Thank you. Well played, sir. Yes. Yes. But yeah, I mean, there are a lot of, uh, I mean, man, I, even reading that story, like I've thought, like it made me think of several different football players who came back from crazy injuries to at least yeah. have somewhat of a career, which is all you can hope for. Like you're not going to be a star again. Right. You know. Had you heard this story before? No, I was, no, of? it's what not what I was thinking of. of. I, I was, is I was there another story that? Thinking of something okay. else. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, sports are dangerous. Don't do sports. <laughs> Don't be inside, it's too dangerous. Don't be outside, it's too dangerous. <laughs> Don't play sports. Don't do anything. Too, just Do nothing. <laughs> Uh, float in liminal space yeah. and don't do anything. But don't you, you do got, nothing because that's that'll kill you too. You got up way too fast. Don't get up as fast. That was still too fast. <laughs> don't do anything. Do nothing. But don't do nothing. So you did something. That was too fast. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But, thank uh, you again, Aces. Yes, thank great. you very much. Five scripts already, huh? Well. Uh, like on SNL, the, the Five Times Club. I believe you are the first member, Aces. I've never heard of that. It's that's like a thing on Saturday Night Live. If you've hosted the show five times, oh, it's like gotcha, a gotcha. like a special. Yeah, because uh-huh. not many people have done a it. Landmark thing. Yeah. Oh, so there we go. You are probably the first. Um, there's Stephen several. There's, I was gonna Cole say might be up there. there are several people in contention for the yes, first. I think so. They might all be five timers by Maybe. now. Maybe. Maybe you guys have to do all the work and let us know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let us know through your work. Yes. <laughs> So that was Surviving Survival Volume 2, The Tale of Burt Troutman. Do you love what a professional I am that I can do that without looking at the script that you put way up there? Yeah, sorry. Even though I always keep the script handy for you so you can read this? Well, because I know you're more capable than I am. <laughs> so, And remember, folks, keep your head on straight. <laughs> <laughs> this is been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. I'm David. We'll see you next week. <laughs>